Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. I stand alone. I stand alone. Buckle up. We've got a monstrous show for you tonight. Mark Aram with you till 8 in the p.m. Deb Green, Longoria, and Low T at your beck and call. Richard Elliott from Channel 2 Action News had an exclusive with President uh, Donald Trump, who is in town today. He'll join us to talk about that. Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. But we're going to kick off every Wednesday show like we do playing Millennial Match Game. So I need two Millennial Match Game contestants to call right now. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. The only prerequisite to play Millennial Match Game is you have to be 40 years or older. Again, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. All right, let's join our in-studio contestants. She's the defending champion of Millennial Match Game. This is her, uh, I don't know, 28th edition. She's been playing with us. She is from the digital desk. She is Randy. How you doing, Randy? There you go. Hello there, world. Yes. yes. I'm feeling fantabulous, Mark Stern. Excellent. Thanks again for joining us. You are the defending champ, and you are uh, playing a Millennial Match Game virgin from the promotions department. Andrew joins us. Andrew, how are you, sir? Doing lovely, my friend. Just to give us a, a general idea uh, for the contestants' knowledge, how old are you? Where do you fall on the millennial scale? I am uh, 30 years old. All right, so 30, it's and Randy is younger than that, so, just, so you have a little more life experience than Randy. And I'm sure you have a different life experience than Randy, just by, by knowing both of you. Uh, so tonight, we're going to do a game show theme songs. So here's the deal. I'm going to play a game show theme song, and then uh, the, the contestants will have to guess whether or not you know the game show. It's very simple. Deb, this is pretty easy, right? I'm looking at the I, list. I think that it's easy, but I thought a lot of other ones yeah. were easy, too. We, so all, we often I'm not think a fair that they're, judge. they're easy. All right, uh, Longoria, let's play Millennial Match Game. Let's play Millennial Match Game. We'll uh, meet our two contestants. Mike joins us in Gainesville. Mike, how are you, my friend? How you doing, Mark Aram? You're going to be playing with Randy. familiar with Millennial Match Game? I am. All right, and are you over 40? I am, indeed. All right, you're, uh, we got two. We got Michael and Mike. So I'm going to call you Michael. Our other contestant is Mike. How are you, Mike? I'm great. How are you guys? Excellent. Are you over 40? I am. And uh, do you know how to play Millennial Match Game? I do. All right. You're going to be playing with Andrew. So, Michael, this is, I'm totally going to screw this up, Deb Green. You're going to have to pay attention <laughs> What's for Michael's me. What's Michael's last name? Uh, no, we'll just do Michael and Mike. Michael's playing with Randy. Mike's playing with Andrew. Very simple. All right. We'll kick it off. Very simple. We're going to go easy, Randy. We're going to go easy peasy <laughs> to start things off. Here's the question, Michael. Will Randy know what popular game show this is from? Just some background, Randy and Andrew. In the 70s and 80s, game shows were a big deal. Like, they were a big deal. They're not really a big deal now, but this was, this was prime watching. I watched every single one of these shows as a kid, which probably explains why I'm a goofball today. So here we go. All right. Will Randy know what television game show this theme song is from (laughs) 
All right, I recognize that. The question is, will uh, Millennial Randy know what game show that is from, Michael? Wow, I don't even remember when that's <laughs> from. So, uh, and, and by the way, I do go my, by Michael anyway. Okay, so, good, good. No, I, don't, I don't think, is it a male or female Randy? I'm sorry. Randy, are you male or female? Uh-uh. Hey, Michael. <laughs> She's a female. We confirm. <laughs> Big Husky confirms she is okay. a female. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm That's trying, all right. So no, problem. no problem. No uh, problem. So what do you th- real quick, do you think she'll know that or no? I went in doubt, say no. Yeah, absolutely. When in doubt, say no. Randy, what game show theme song was that? Uh, can you can we run that back? You want to play it back again? Please. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Randy. Building, building, building. Okay, somebody's dancing. Dancing, like a little yeah. Cha cha. Um, like the Bill Cosby show. The Bill Cosby show. Yeah. Was not a game show, but oh wait, uh, wait, but, wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's Sorry. all right. That was uh, that was Card Sharks. That was Card Sharks. Never heard of that. Oh, that's all right. That Michael gets a point. Millennial match game continues. Mike playing with Rain, uh, Andrew, who's never played before. Here we go, Mike. Will Andrew know what game show this is from? Doesn't get much, uh, much more uh, involved than that. There you go. Will Andrew, the millennial, know what game show that is from? I do not believe so. Me neither. I don't. To be honest, I don't even know that one. Uh, Andrew, any idea what game show that was? That was a tough one. Um, I don't know. Playing a little more for you. It's an exciting one. It so is exciting. I, I can only think of just you know just boring ones like uh, I don't know ten thousand dollar pyramid. That's a hell of a guess. Not correct. That is uh, Double Dare. Double Dare was the name of that game show. Wow. Yeah, I, di- I didn't even know that one. All right, here we go. Randy and Michael up again. Michael, will Randy know this famous television theme song? What game show this is from? Got that trumpet blaring. I know this one. All right, I know it, but that's not the game, Michael. Will uh, Will Randy know what game show that is from? Uh, I'm having a little trouble hearing it for some reason. I'm gonna say no. All right, when in doubt, say no, Randy. Okay, wait. What year is this again? Seventies and eighties. The host used to dance around while that was singing. Oh, okay. He was dancing. Yes. Is it he? Okay. Yes. Um, Family Feud. Oh, that's a hell of a guess, but yeah. no, that's the gong show. I knew it. What did, is this? Did you know that, Andrew? I was just thinking that. I loved it. All I loved right. that show. Michael, you get the point. Uh, Mike is up next. Andrew knew the last one. Will he know what famous game show from the 70s and 80s this theme song is from? There we go. What do you think? Smooth and romantic. Uh, yeah, that sounds like Love Boat, not a game show, but I'll say no. You say no. Yeah, I agree. He will not know. It's smooth and romantic. Yeah, What's a smooth and romantic game show? What do you think? Uh, think that out. Think it through. What was a romantic game show? The Newlywed Game? The Newlywed uh, Game! No, that was Hollywood Squares. Uh, that was Hollywood Squares. All right. 
a point for Michael and Mike. That was a, that was a good guess, though. I like the guesses. You guys are doing well on the guesses. All right, Michael. Before the break, you can take the lead on this one. Will Randy know what popular game show this theme song is from? You ready? Yep. All right, I know it. You know it. Will Randy, the millennial, know it? If she doesn't know this when she's fired. You say yes, she'll know it. <laughs> yeah. All right, your, your job is on the line here, Randy. OMG, Michael. What famous game show is that well, this from? This is me and my granny, rest in peace, favorite game show, Jeopardy! Yes, good job, good job. All right, here we go. Point for Michael. We've got a millennial on the board for getting one. Here we go, Mike. Will, uh, will Andrew know this popular game show theme song? All right, Mike, what do you think? Will Andrew know what uh, game show that's from? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. That, that's a, I mean, I love that game show, but I don't think I would have gotten that. Andrew, I'll give you a little taste of it again. Very, very, you know, like upbeat. You're going to win some money. Or maybe yeah. not, depending on what you do. This is a tough one. Uh, press your luck. Wow, I'm I'm impressed you know press your luck. No, that is let's make a deal. Let's ah. make a deal with Monty Hall. You can either take home the uh, the refrigerator or take the box, whatever's in the box. All right, we're tied up three to three. We'll have final edition, the final segment of Millennial Match Game. When we come back, we got Michael and Mike squaring off. Hang tight. This is the Mark Aram Show. Let's play Millennial Match Game. Final segment of Millennial Match Game. Michael and Mike going toe-to-toe. Randy and Michael are up next playing famous Hollywood uh, game show theme songs. Will uh, Randy know what game show this is from, Michael? All right, I know what it is. I'm pretty sure you know what it is, Michael, even though you can't hear me. Uh, Will Randy the Millennial know what game show that is from? Well, they just said it, didn't they? Yes. You say yes. Okay. Uh, No one said anything. That's all right. Uh, Randy, what what, uh, what game show is that from? Play again. They said something. What? They they did not say it. This is the instrumental version. Can we, like, ask for a clue? Can we, like, ask for that? No. No? No. Okay. Uh, No? You pass? No, I don't ever pass. All right, well, Uh, give me a guess. All right, we just played the whole theme song. Love Connection. Oh, that was so close. Uh, Newlywed Game. Newlywed Game. No point for Michael. No point for Michael. Mike, you can take the lead here. Will Andrew, the millennial, know what game show this is from? Welcome to where old-fashioned romance meets modern-day technology. There we go. Where old-fashioned romance meets modern-day technology. Mike, will Andrew know what that is from? I don't believe so. Mike, no faith in Andrew. Andrew, what uh, What game show is that? Uh, it's the one where they uh, like you see all the uh, the people on the TV, right? 
Most uh, game shows I mean, you see the people on the TV, yes. Uh, a majority of them. It's just a them. bunch of talking heads on a TV. Uh, what? Man, what was that show? Uh, Let's throw something against the wall and see if it sticks. It was like... The, I don't know. The... All right, we're going to run out of time. <laughs> yeah, the... That was Randy's guess, Love Connection. I knew Love it. Connection. Yes, yes. So Mike uh, gets the uh, point, right? You said no? All right, you need to, Michael, you need this one to stay in the game. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Will Randy the Millennial know what this game is right now? All right, I know it. You certainly know it. Will Randy know what it is? Yes. All right. When in doubt, Millennial doesn't know, but you have faith in Randy. Randy, what game was that? Thank you, Michael, because you know what? I do know this one. Drew Carey is the new host. The Price is Right. Wow. Good job. Good job. All right. We've ended in a tie, um, but uh, I like, uh, I think I like Mike better than Michael. So, so we're gonna give we're gonna give tickets to Mike. Oh, we have two. Oh, call back, Michael. I'm sorry. We have two tickets. What did they win? Real quick, Deb Green. Right, each get four one-day passes <laughs> to the NHRA RB Southern Nets May 3rd through the 5th at Atlanta Dragway. All right, hang on the line, Mike. Michael, you call back 404-872-0750. Thank you to the Millennials. This is the Mark Aram Show. This is Robert Wagner, and you're listening to that famous anti-dentite, Mark Aram. Welcome back to the show, 639. Mark Aram with you till 8 in the p.m. Don't forget, once you get home, you can listen to the Mark Aram Show on the WSB Radio app. Or uh, use Amazon Alexa and just say, play WSB. If you were listening to WSB earlier today, you uh, heard the big story. President and the First Lady were in town. They gave a speech, or the President gave a speech tonight, uh, this afternoon at the Hyatt downtown, I believe it was, talking about the opioid crisis. Uh, Big story there. Uh, The big local story angle on that is our buddy, longtime friend of the Mark Aram Show, Richard Elliott from Channel 2 Action News, got an interview with the President. Richard joins us on the show now. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Actually, I'm really tired right now. I can imagine. Long day, day but uh, the highlight of your day, you got to interview the uh, the sitting president of the United States. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. I have interviewed or covered seven presidents, but this is the first sitting president I've ever had a chance to interview. How did, how did you wind up scoring this interview? What's the process like there? It, well, it was a three-day process. Um, apparently they were interested in some local media and, uh, my name bubbled up, I guess, at the White House and we worked with the White House for three days. And uh, as late as really this morning, even, we didn't know if we were going to be able to get it because it was going to be up to the president to decide if he had time, if he wanted to talk to us and he would make that decision when Air Force One landed. So that's kind of when we found out. Oh, so you didn't even know till wheels were down whether or not you were going to get this. Right. We knew that it was a possibility, um, but we didn't know for sure until – actually, I didn't know for sure until we got to the highest, 100% sure, because yeah. he was running about 20 minutes late, and they warned me, he's running late, this may not happen. So until we got in the room with the president, we didn't know for sure. Unbelievable. We're talking to Richard Elliott from Channel 2 Action News, interviewed President Trump this afternoon. Uh, before or after the speech, uh, you interviewed him, Richard? It was before the speech, uh, not long after the motorcade got to the Hyatt. And what do they do? They do usher you off into a private room, or where, where do you conduct the interview? That Well, no, it was right behind the main stage. The okay. president was there. We had, we had special pool press credentials because of this possibility. So Secret Service and their communications people pulled us out of the line of the media folks 
and ushered us to this tiny little area behind the stage. And there were a lot of people waiting in line to get their picture taken with the president, a couple of congressmen, and we were put in the back of the line. And they said, just go through the line. And when we came to the curtain, there was the president of the United States. Wow. Richard Elliott joins us to interview President Trump this afternoon. Uh, you saw it uh, on Channel 2 Action News at 5. I'm assuming it's going to be on WSBTV.com if it's not already. Um, wh- who are who you with? Did you have a cameraman, a producer? What, what was this situation? I, I had a photographer, Dante Tinsley. Oh, Dante. All right. Very cool. Was he pumped? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's exhausted, too. <laughs> you know, once, once the whole thing is finished, then we got to put together the story and get it on the television. Now, I, listen, you're a, you're a seasoned pro. You're a veteran, veteran journalist. You've covered everything. You've done everything. But as you mentioned, this is your first time interviewing a, a sitting president. Uh, what's the, what's the, the nerve factor like uh, before uh, an interview like that? It was a little nervous going in because I wasn't sure I was going to get it. Yeah. And then once we go behind the curtain and there's the president of the United States, um, I kind of kick into just reporter mode and I start asking my questions. And what was really surreal is after it was over, uh, he said, thank you very much. It was my honor. And then I turned to my right and I'm literally nose to nose with Kellyanne Conway. Oh, wow. Which was just absolutely surreal well because you guys used to date so that's kind of awkward that uh (laughs) (laughs) awkward i'm just kidding richard elliott from channel 2 action news joins on the mark aram show he interviewed president trump uh this afternoon before his big speech on the opioid crisis i would imagine as as a journalist it's tough to interview someone before the speech right it'd be an easier interview after the speech so you can talk about the speech what what did you ask the president today richard well you know and i said this on tv If you're going to interview the president, you have a thousand questions you want to ask. But we knew we only had three or four minutes with him. So uh, I went over this with the managers at WSB TV, and we talked about we wanted to focus on Georgia questions. So we decided to ask uh, questions about uh, George politics, uh, uh, Georgia in 2020 and his reelection campaign. Well, we asked him about uh, a big issue is hurricane relief, federal aid for farmers down in South Georgia who seven months after Hurricane Michael hit, and they still haven't seen um, the bulk of federal aid, because Congress is, is arguing. And we asked about the opioid crisis, what the federal government is doing about it. And we, before we got there, we were able to interview Attorney General Chris Carr, who has uh, been on the forefront of uh, fighting the opioid abuse uh, problem in Georgia. Richard Elliott from Channel 2 Action News joins us. And I, I know from my time covering professional sports, like, you, you know, if, if – well, on your press pass, every press pass says no pictures, no autographs. So I know that you don't do as a journalist. But did anyone get a picture of you interviewing President Trump? Did, did anyone snap a photo? No, but but there is a photo of me. What they did is they did a screen grab from the video that we shot. Okay. So if you look on social media, oh nice, see a picture of the back of my head interviewing the president of the United States. All right. So, uh, Richard Elliott, uh, as far as, it, you know, career interviews goes, I mean, a sitting president goes to the top, right? I mean, that, that that's pretty big. That's high cotton. I, that is high cotton. <laughs> true. And, and before I let you go, who are the other presidents that you interviewed that, that, that weren't active, weren't in, in the Oval Office? I have done a, a number of one-on-one interviews with Jimmy Carter. Um, I have covered uh, President Reagan when he came to Columbus, gosh, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. covered Bill Clinton on his campaign, covered George W. Bush uh, campaign, uh, uh, some speeches out in uh, Greensboro. 
And I got to shout a question at uh, President Obama while he was uh, running for office outside the, um, the MLK Center. Look at you. Richard Elliott gets the one-on-one interview with President Trump. I'm going to text Misty right now. You get a comp day for this, buddy. You deserve it. <laughs> Consider it done. Comp day for Richard Elliott. You guys all heard it here. Misty, if you're listening, comp day for Richard Elliott. Richard, great day. Go get some rest. Thanks for joining us and give us the insight on uh, what it's like to interview the President of the United States. Yeah, everything is in perspective. I'm high on uh, interviewing the President of the United States. Now I have to go home and feed the dog. (laughs) Very nice. The dogs missed you, buddy. Thanks again. Richard Elliott from Channel 2 Action News. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that the uh, one-on-one goes to Richard Elliott. Great dude, great reporter. Uh, We'll come right back. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 654, 82 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aaron with you till 8 in the p.m. Coming up next hour, Johnny Kilbasa will join us with a fast food review. Cynthia uh, joins us in from Lawrenceville. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, darling. How can I help you? Oh, I called because I thought I was going to win some tickets. Sure. What kind of tickets do you want? Whatever you have. You gotta give. You gotta give me something specific. I can't just you know stick my hand into the All box. Right. What do you want to see? Sports. Um, Sports. The Braves. 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 Deb Green. Look in the uh, in the box. Do we have any Braves tickets in there? Mm, let me look. Uh, coming up zero on the Braves. No Braves tickets. No. Try again. What else do you want? Hawks tickets. Hawks tickets. Isn't the season over? Season is over. Oh, do we okay. have? We don't for next what? year. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Okay. So let me see. Tickets to. Um, Hockey. Um, you want to go to a hockey, hockey game? Yeah, that season's over too. Oh, that's over too. We have we have no tickets right now, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I don't have any tickets. I thought you. I thought I heard you say I was listening to y'all with this game show thing. And yeah, I we we gave those away already, though. How about lunch with Russ in Gainesville? Do you want it? You want to win that? With with who? Russ in Gainesville, the most eligible bachelor in Hall County. Oh, no. I, no, my husband would not. Oh, okay. Like All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Cynthia. Next week, hopefully, we have some more tickets you can win. Or you call back for that lunch with Russ in Gainesville. Buddy's in ball ground. Buddy, 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 what's going on? Not much, Bubba. I just want to spread some good news from our governor, Brian Kemp. What's that? We are doing a job for a, a elderly man. He's 90 years old, and he's got dementia. He's fought in three wars mm-hmm. that our, our country has been in. Yeah. Uh, he's even received a uh, Purple Heart. Now, the man's got d- a dementia. He's in his final stages. His daughter got a phone call from the hospital yesterday telling that they needed to meet with her and that, that he needed to be out by tomorrow night. We got about 10, 10 seconds left, buddy. What, what's, the, what's the point of this? Okay, I got in touch with Brian Kemp. He got involved. He got other people involved. They're not moving the man. The VA wouldn't at the time. The VA wouldn't help. Now the man's getting the help that he deserves. Excellent news. Hold on. Kudos to Governor Kemp for doing that. Absolutely. But kudos to you, buddy, for making that happen. Good job, buddy. Thank you, sir. And if I had tickets to give to you, I would give them to you, but I got nothing right now. No recognition, buddy. No. Or you want to go to lunch with uh, Russ in Gainesville? Uh, I don't think I need to go see another (laughs) bachelor. All right. (laughs) Thanks for the update, buddy. When we come back, kids are cheating in school, of course, but how are they doing in 2019? Longoria will let you know next. Hey, this is Rosie Perez, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. No, I want this town to be near you. I stand alone. I stand alone. 
Welcome back to the show. Mark Aram and gang with you till 8 in the p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Deb Green produces the show. She is much better news, uh, much better spirits post-Lent. She can actually eat food now. Longoria is always a jovial character. He's uh, stoic on the other side of the takeout window. And then there's Chuck. <laughs> and then there's Maude. You remember that show? <laughs> that was good. I loved that yeah. theme song. B. Arthur was so awesome. She was great. Rest in peace, B. Arthur. Uh, Johnny Cabasa joining us with the Fast Food Review. I want to talk about kids cheating in 2019 because I think we all can relate. I think we all dabbled in the dark arts when it was uh, when it came to testing in school. Dark arts. But art. first, I got some breaking news, Longoria, if you don't mind okay. hitting that breaking news banner. Where is So there, there are many benefits let me rephrase that. There are some benefits to working in radio, right? There's some. Free food, usually. Um, you don't have tickets. To, tickets. You don't have to get dressed up. And occasionally, we're able to get press passes to cool events. So, mm-hmm. like, I got a press pass to the Cooperstown Baseball Induction. I've gotten press passes to these amazing events. Longoria tried to use his <laughs> uh, his status as, uh, as a media titan to get press passes. Yeah. Press credentials to the Shaky Knees Festival. I got turned down. I can't you got, believe that. You got shot down, shot down. in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Let me ask you a okay. serious question. When all you right. filled out the credentials, yeah. what did you put as your job title and who you worked for and all that stuff? Uh, worked for WSB. Yeah. Uh, I believe I put producer. Did you Was put any a citizenship question? Any <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't know my last name at that point. <laughs> uh, Joe. Um, Joe did you, I did put Joe. I know. Um, did you say who you worked for, though? Yes. Did you say me or Erickson? You. Yeah, Ooh, good call. That's on my that's on my shoulders then. Yeah, it is. I thought you put Erickson down. Always, uh, always avoid Erickson. his name. When yeah, you're doing stuff all right. Like that. Well, you're the cooler one. You know, you they the would think that yeah. I'm a hipper one. I would yeah. say Definitely. cooler. I don't make yeah. cinnamon rolls like <laughs> well, Erickson does. I wouldn't consider that. Cool, so I feel guilty now. Yeah, that's all on you. Pretty much. Mm. But your name had some cachet. We yeah. throw it around like I know. you know money. Uh, Apparently yeah, not at the shaky knees. Because I've, I've used not. it to get into other things. Yeah, you I don't feel have a free. Problem. Even <laughs> listeners, listen. Go ahead, use my name. Throw it around. It's whatever you can do off the off of my <laughs> name. Of off of my everywhere. sweat equity. So they shot you down. They huh? shot me down. Hmm. Shot they even sent me an email saying no. Like I would have rather them. <laughs> I would have rather them not send me an email and said like you know. Dear Mr. That's Longoria, crazy. no, sincerely, yeah. shaky knees festival. We cannot accept your your application for credentials. Is what it said. I'm sorry, long. I'll is try it? to get you in. When is, yeah, Lo- Deb will take care of it. When it's, is uh, this? Next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. Mm. Sink with a mile weekend. You got no shot. You got no shot. All right. Let me know next time. I'll grease some some wheels for you. Oh, okay. You, like the Spurs thing? Yeah, cool. Yeah, like the Spurs. <laughs> I've gotten you Spurs tickets before. <laughs> yeah, three years ago. Three years ago, yes. Yeah. Cool. I'm sorry I got divorced. My wife doesn't work for the <laughs> Hawks <laughs> anymore. Hey. <laughs> I tried to drop your name, and it doesn't work. Well, I it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's move on. Deb Green, tell me about this cheating story. So, how are kids in college cheating in 2019? Uh, they're getting crafty. Yeah, my favorite one is apparently they've been hiding notes in the bathroom, like the actual toilet, and then they ask for a bathroom break, that's and they ingenious. go in and read the notes. I'm surprised they're allowed to leave during the test. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty brilliant. Chuck, you used to seem like you I, knew that already. Yeah, we actually got in trouble my junior year in our English class because 
the dummy let the note fall on the floor, and one of the other teachers went in to go to the bathroom, picked this up, and was like, what is this? Took it to our teacher and showed her, and then <laughs> stopped the test. Yeah, we all got in trouble. No kidding. Yeah, we used to make bathroom breaks all the time. She could never figure I out why there's 40 of us. Had I don't to go think to the they'd let us go to the bathroom. Never. They would yeah. tell you ahead of time, no, no getting up during the test. Yeah, that that's became, what I was that Well, the, the problem is, in rule. Chuck's school, the bathroom was outside. <laughs> yeah, it was an so, outhouse. Yeah, so they had to walk outside <laughs> into the snow and then come back in. That's pretty genius. Um, premeditated absence is something that they're doing as well. Uh, a university sanctioned trip the same day as an exam. So you remember in college, there, there'd be, you know, the bulletin board, you know, hey, come work at the soup kitchen or come do this volunteer exercise or whatever. Kids are timing it out like, all right, I have a math exam on Thursday. What can I get out of with a school sanctioned event? That's also very smart. Yeah, and then they'll try to get the test from the other person that was in that class, thinking, okay, I'm going to look at it, and then I'll go take the test, and then the teacher gives them a second test instead. Yes. Um, e- all right. <laughs> Some of the more interesting methods that people have used to cheat, emailing a professor for answers. In one case, an engineering student got caught cheating on a take-home exam. The student came across a problem he couldn't solve and decided to email another professor asking for help with the question. That's actually pretty smart. That shows yeah. problem-solving skills. Yeah, I you guess don't so. Know the answer. Like, Mr. like Professor Smith is your uh, teacher. You email Professor Jones. Hey, I'm having trouble on this question. That's I think that's ingenious. So the question I have is, when you were in school, how did you cheat? I can't imagine, Deb Green, you're an angel yeah, right. that you ever cheated, right? I'm sure that I wrote stuff on my hands. Yeah. You know, you'd scribble some stuff on there, especially during math. Crib and, notes. Yeah. Well, and the then key- maybe on my desk, too. Right. Remember, like, on Spies Like Us, when he had the broken hand? Yeah. Exactly. And he was pulling out all the stuff out of his... <laughs> so good. Um... Crib, crib notes were the way to go, but they always said if you make crib notes, Longoria in, in the English language, a mm. crib note is like a little cheat note. Oh, like okay, you write okay. down the answers and you ha- you hide it somewhere in like your hat or right, whatever. Right. But they said that the act of writing the crib notes helps you learn yeah. the, the actual stuff. So crib notes actually help you on the test. <laughs> I got busted. I used to write uh, notes and slip them between my Coke bottle and the label so I could set the Coke bottle. That Don't you bring cool. cokes to class? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What's going on? And in I Montana? used to I used to set it on the corner, and then I would just I could turn the 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 you know bottle, and I could read all the notes that I had through it because it just had water. What it's kind of hippie genius. school did you go to that you could go to the bathroom, you could drink cokes in class? Dude, it's rural Montana, man. There's, there's very few <laughs> very few things you can't do. Really? Yeah. You like yeah, the yeah, Wild West over notes. there. So could you have theoretically? Because I know you take a shotgun to class. Could you yep. put the answers rolled up in the shotgun barrel? Sure. And then unroll them? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Good stuff. I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure I did cheat. Oh, I was a master The, the one I do remember, we had, a, we had a teacher in history, Mr. Solano. Rest in peace. He was a really nice guy. Actually, we all thought he was a nice guy because he did this. Whenever you give a test, it'd be like, all right, I'm going to the teacher's lounge for 22 minutes. 22 minutes. <laughs> Did 22? he let you set your timer? Like, okay. Like, I'll be back in exactly 22 minutes. And he'd walk, this was in high school. And he'd walk out, and sure enough, 22 minutes later, you come back in. The problem was, it depends what kind of class you were in. So if you were in an advanced class, no one was cheating. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but if you were a, the smartest kid in like an average class, like everyone would come to your desk and be like, all right, what, you know, do the, And you'd have to say, listen, we can't all have the same answers. Like, get a couple of these wrong. And, uh, yeah, so that that's Mr. Solano. That's why everyone loved him. He was beloved because he'd be 
going away for <laughs> he 20, would let you cheat for 22, 22 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So how did you cheat as a as a as a student back in uh, yesteryear? 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. Marco is in Lilburn. We need more lemon, please. Now, Marco used to write answers under their desk and he would just walk <laughs> under the desk and look up because <laughs> he could see what he wrote <laughs> under the desk. Good. What's up, Marco? How are you, brother? <laughs> uh, yeah, better now, I guess. Yeah, yeah everything good? <laughs> Yeah, good. Yeah, I love Chuck's story because uh, that's you know that's what they used to do back then. You know uh, the way they cheated. You know I used to write it on my hand. Yeah, hand was. I'm I'm sure I did that. Yeah, you write it yeah, on your hand or it just wasn't. You know it wasn't worth. I wouldn't even if I were got an A in science, I still wouldn't have been able to uh, profit from it <laughs> in my future. <laughs> well, you did. There's you know most stuff I learned in school. I'd never really used again algebra, like exactly, yeah. and, you know. Well, but now, I, gu- I guess there's now, a reason for that for them teaching algebra. Exactly what I'm doing now, I'm making double than what I would have done what I wanted to do in high school. Yeah, which actually <laughs> is four times because you're so small. It seems oh, like twice as much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but you mentioned the shotgun that, that uh, Charlie could take a shotgun, you know, in Montana. But in Homestead, Florida, I mean, I remember it was a farm. You know, it was a half. Uh, it was a farmer school in Homestead. People used to drive their truck, and they had a shotgun on the back. Yeah, know, the no, rack, I, the, the, the right kids I went to school with, they had, they had gun racks in the back. Yeah, that, I don't, I don't think no everyone, ever everyone ever brought them in. Shoot anybody? You and know? No one ever I mean, brought they... them into the school. But they were. I remember it was especially. I forgot what movie. Oh, The Outsiders. You remember when The Outsiders came out and the the switchblade? Yeah. Like the next day at school, like every dude had a switchblade in school. No one ever used it. No. But they had it. Can you imagine that? You know, <laughs> you'd uh, be expelled. Charlie Thomas Elementary School, nine students arrested today because bringing <laughs> in a switchblade. I never had the actual switchblade, but I got the switchblade comb. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. With it, you, you, it's like, yep. and it, it wasn't a, a knife, it was a comb. I, ha- I had that. That was that was as violent as my mom would let me get with uh, weaponry. Uh, Russ joins us in Gainesville. Russ, I tried to give away a, a couple of lunches here, with man, you, and I, I had no takers, buddy. Sorry about that. Yeah, nobody wants to have a lunch with me. You're, I mean, you have fine table manners. You're a good conversationalist. I don't know what their problem is. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Anyway, what's going on? I had on, a, a girlfriend that was a teacher's aide. I was going to talk about something else, but you brought this up. She prepared every assignment and every test that we were going to have the whole semester before the class even started, so I had everything. Wow. I didn't I have to do anything. Yeah, I didn't have to do anything. Look, and look how that worked out for you, not studying. You turned hey, out you know, all right. I can't remember a, what class it was, but yeah. science or math or something. But, but did, they let, did they let you take Cokes to, to class? No, I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't for th- Scythe County. That's where I went to high school. Yeah, I don't think we that. could have beverages. And you know what really what, what drives me crazy? I don't know what the rules are now. You couldn't wear a hat in school. And now I think it's. Like a commonly accepted practice to let students wear hats, like baseball hats in school. I think it depended on our teacher. We could wear no, hats. No, this was, this was 100% hat-free environment. There was ne- And, I, you know, I love I When is the last time you see me without a hat on in the on afternoons? TV. Yeah, well, on, on TV, <laughs> I, they won't let me. But I lo- I'm so – I think it was like three years after I graduated high school, they're like, all right, we're letting people wear hats now. So mad. So mad, Chuck. I, hate, I I was a hat wearer in high school. In high, it, see, look at this. Always got in trouble. They always made immediately walked in, take your hat off. Really? Like, oh, really? They're like, let you take the shotgun and the coke. Yeah. That sounds like Russ's weekend. Shotgun <laughs> and coke. <laughs> Russ, have a have a great weekend, buddy. 
Thanks a lot. Uh, actually, no, I'm on tomorrow. I forgot. I'm off Friday, but I'm in for Erickson tomorrow. Ryan joins us next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up, Mark? What's up, brother? Hey, man, we, uh, I was in high school in the 90s. Oh, Ryan, you there? Yeah, can you hear me, bro? Now I hear you. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, in the 90s, we had those uh, graphing calculators. Uh, everyone started getting those graphing calculators. And uh, we figured out pretty quickly that you can do some basic programming on there. So you can write programs to solve formulas for you in math class and chemistry and things like this. And the teachers eventually got hit to the fact that we were making these programs or even just taking basic notes and writing them in the graphic calculator. So they would make us delete the memory before the test. So we just wrote a program that made it look like we had deleted the memory. <laughs> well, at least you, and, you learned how to write programs. Like, that's important. Well, I, I don't remember. I think they we couldn't use calculators. TI-81. Yeah. yeah. I, I never took those advanced math classes where you needed that, like the calculus. I never took calculus. Uh, we're going to come back more on uh, cheating in school. Johnny Kilbasa is still to come with a fast food review. 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred at WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Back to the phones we go. Mike joins us in Atlanta. Mikey, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Excellent. What's going on, buddy? Hey, so I had a professor back in college who would always uh, use the suggested test questions in the teacher's editions of the books. Okay. So, uh, somehow my classmates got a copy of it. And so we would shrink down that copy by 50%, shrink down the 50% copy by another 50%. So we would always have like an eight and a half by 11 page in the palm of our hands. Yeah, th- that was key. If you can get a hold of the teacher's edition, you were in, uh, you were, you were doing well. There, uh, of, yeah. Unfortunately, there, I had a teacher, Miss Alexander, who was, she was the toughest teacher I ever had. And I guess that means something because I still remember her name to this day. But she, she would give us, these tests that like we'd read the text the textbook and there would be no questions in the textbook it oh, was all I hated from those tests. it was all from like stuff she would say in class that yes. was yeah. we had to take yeah. notes the whole class uh, yeah. she she was the worst <laughs> she was rest in peace i don't she she's got to be dead like she was close to death when i was in school larry's up next on the mark aram show hey larry what's up mark how oh, are you doing excellent sir what's going on well, I'm a professor here in Atlanta. I'm going to tell you, we can't keep up with the ways they're cheating. And it's gotten to the point where there's times I actually use a GoPro just to record to try to learn the new ways. No kidding. Are we, uh, we don't have much time, but what are some of the, the high-tech ways that kids are cheating these days? The line app, uh, sharing information, not putting their phones away, personal favorite, uh, of writing it on the inside of the heat protect from coffee cups and my oh my god that's great larry can you hang on yeah yeah uh excuse me i just burped um i want i want to ask you some more questions that's actually pretty brilliant you know the the sleeve on the coffee chuck that's kind of like your coke thing interesting all right larry the professor is going to break down cheating in 2019 when we come back more of your calls and johnny kielbasa 404-872-0750 this is the mark aram show Hi, this is Kevin Neal, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. And let me tell you something. Unless you're in Temple, it does not get any more Jewish than this.
It's so good to be born in America. Well, Mira Free, it's so good to be born in America. Hey, in case you haven't heard, WSB has produced a uh, video documentary to chronicle Jamie Dupree's story and the origin of Jamie Dupree 2.0. See it, it, it launched today. They posted it today. It's online at WSBradio.com, and I'm going to share it on my Facebook page, Mark Aram WSB. Yes, I am Mark Aram, the, the one and only, the only Mark Aram in the world. Did you know that, by the way, Longoria? I did not know that. You the mu- only one? The only one. Wow. There's about 70-something Arams in the world, and I'm the only Mark Aram. Nice. Yeah, and I'm related to all the other Arams. That that they'll claim that, but you know most will deny it, but it's true. So are you the only Joseph Andrew Longoria? Well, my name's not Joseph, but I am- Sorry, Joe. Joe. Um, no, I don't think so. No. Not in the world, no. Are you the only Low-T Chuck? I mean, of that moniker, yes. Yes, okay. No, there's a lot of- Deb, Deb Green? my names. Well, Green's my married name, so All I'm right. sure there's tons of those. Hey, Longoria, come in here, or uh, Loti, sorry. I want you to call my buddy right here, because I want him to tell a story about cheating in school. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me write down his number. Nine, two, no, I'm not going to read it out loud. That'd be dumb. His name is Chris. Yeah, Um just, just call him right now. He's got a good cheating story from when we were in high school. All right, we're talking about cheating in 2019. Larry joins us uh, as a professor. Larry, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? Welcome back, I should say. Doing well. Thank you again. Um, all right, so you're a teacher. I got to ask you a question, a professor, excuse me, a professor. Um, why do you allow smartphones to be out and about, or do you not, and they just sneak them? We don't. So we, one of the prerequisites of taking a test, I tell all my students to put them away. And uh, as I walk around the room during the testing period, if I see an outline of a phone, uh, I'll simply take their test and ask them to leave my room. What do you mean the outline of a phone? How do you mean? If I see if a, po- a phone in their pocket oh, or, I got thing, you. or if I see any evidence, I'll just reach down to take their test up and ask them to leave. If they want to come back and take a test, they can take my option C test, which is a complete fill in the blank. And uh, so far, not many <laughs> students have found success with it. What what uh, do you teach, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I teach in the health professions. Okay. All right. And what percentage of the, of the kids do you think try to cheat? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it varies from class to class. Yeah. Um, I would I would estimate up to fifteen to twenty percent wow. attempted at some point during time. I it, give him credit for for writing the inside of the coffee uh, warmer though. That's pretty ingenious. So you allow beverages in your class? I do allow beverages in my class, but I do not allow them to get up and go to the bathroom. If they have to leave the classroom, they have to turn their test in, and they are complete. They are finished. Wow! So if someone has a bladder infection, or a weak uh, or a weak constitution like had, myself. <laughs> Well, if you if you present with a physician's and you yeah. have an accommodation for that, uh-huh. then I send you to the testing center and they can uh, they deal with you. I'm going to ask you a very personal question. Sure. When you were a kid, did you cheat in school? I was a goody two shoes, and I can honestly okay. say, as God is my witness, I did not. I was the uh, I was the not so nice person to turn the other people in for cheating. Gotcha. Well, well, I guess that that makes sense because I'm I'm trying to think. My my history teacher, Mr. Solano, must have cheated in school. 
where he's like, you know, I'm leaving the class for 22 minutes. Like he must. Oh, speaking of school, all right, my buddy uh, Chris Lena joins us on the show right now. What's going on, Nerdy? <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? <laughs> all right, we're on the air. Don't swear. You ready? I'll try not All to. All right. So we're talking about cheating in school, and there's a, f- a great story from uh, Mr. Mueller's English class. It was you, Teddy, <laughs> and Gata. And I remember I remember, I, I wasn't in your class, but I had Mueller for English as well, and we all cheated. How, what exactly happened that day in uh, Mueller's English class um, where Teddy lost his mind? Uh, it was something to the effect of we were really lazy and did not want to – did not want to take the exam, so somehow, some way, we got our hands on a copy of the actual exam from someone who had taken it previously. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jeff and I collaborated, and Teddy was kind of left out to dry a little bit. <laughs> and what I mean by that was we had a substitute teacher that day so and who was pretty clueless, so Jeff and I were freely passing the exam back and forth. Uh-huh. And Teddy was hanging out on the his desk was all the way on the edge. I was in the middle. Jeff was to my right. Teddy was to the left. And we were facing uh, the wall, actually. We had to turn our desk around, which uh-huh. didn't make any sense because it didn't matter anyway. So as Jeff and I were completing the exam, Teddy was, was sweating and frantic because he didn't know some of the answers. And he kept, <laughs> he kept asking for the exam. And to which, to which Jeff and I basically he just ignored him and pretended he wasn't asking. So finally... Uh, towards the, uh, we had about half an hour left, and Teddy was <laughs> sweating profusely. And he's like, "Dude, dude, please, please!" <laughs> and, and, Je- and, Je- and Jeff just looks at him and shrugs off and goes, "Teddy, happened?" <laughs> oh, you cut, you cut off there. What did Teddy say? Or what did Jeff say to he Teddy? Said, he, he said he just looked at, glanced over his shoulder, and said, "Teddy, it's not going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> and these are your best friends. Like Teddy's your best friend, and he's dying for the answers on the test. And you said we did, we we deemed it too much of a risk yeah. to be passing it across three people. <laughs> Fantastic. So you guys obviously aced the exam, and poor Teddy got like a D or something. Uh, it was a midterm. Jeff and I were uh, were actually um, uh, excused from taking the final, and Teddy had to. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, so this is what twenty five years ago, and we will still you know randomly just text Teddy. Teddy, it's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. Oh, that's great. Nothing like best friends. Like, you held his academic future in his hands. He wound up going would, to Stony Brook because you guys screwed him over. And, <laughs> I, I would not put it all on that one variable, Mark. <laughs> all right, nerd. Uh, good to catch up with you on the air. Let's do it in person uh, sometime soon. All right, hot shot. Give all me right. a call. All right, there he is. Uh, Teddy, it's not going to happen. Can you imagine, like, your best friend... Your three best friends, you're in a class, two of you are passing the exam along, the third guy is dying because he doesn't have the answers, and you don't give him the test. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. And Teddy's the nicest of the bunch. Like, he's the nice guy. Obviously, Jeff is not. Oh, yeah, because he didn't thump yeah. one of their skulls. Yeah, exactly. 404 wsb talk And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight, ooh, uh, we do not want to know, Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. What's going on, Jonathan? Not much, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese. I aim to please, and I always put notes in a wrapper of a cheeseburger when I go into class. Yeah, you might as well. What's on the menu tonight, my friend? 
No problem, Mark Airman. I'd also like to remind everybody that the uh, fast food drive-through times along that route is going to be about 10 more minutes than you'd expect on your way home. Exactly tonight, right. So keep it tuned here, Mark. And in the meantime, we got breaking fast food news. Fast food breaking news, Longoria. Where is Hector? That's right, Mark Aram. As we reported last week, we said that McDonald's is taking their signature burgers off the menu, and they know they're looking down the road and saying, what's going next? Well, we've just acquired some leaked documents out of McDonald's headquarters, Mark. Uh-oh. And it looks like McDonald's may be planning to add some international superstardom to their menu as soon as as this summer, Mark, we're hearing tonight that McDonald's may add a Dutch Stroopwafel McFlurry from the Netherlands and a grand McExtreme bacon burger from Spain, Mark. The McExtreme bacon burger has Gouda cheese. Have you ever seen Gouda cheese in a McDonald's Never. in America? No. Strap in, Mark. Never. De- Deb summer. just drooled a little bit when he talked about that Stroopwafel. Oh, I love a Stroopwafel. Wow. <laughs> So she's on board. I, you know what? My biggest regret when I went to Japan over the summer was not going to the McDonald's. So McDonald's is obviously an international corporation, and they craft the menus. She's bored up hot, the one that just walked by. Okay. Um, anyway, so, like, the Japanese menu was was different. She's going to leave, like, the cleaning lady. Don't watch out. <laughs> was the, the Japanese menu has, like, Japanese McDonald's items, and yeah. I regret that I didn't go in. When I went to Amsterdam, the McDonald's had different stuff, too. Yeah, I went to the Taco Bell. In Japan, but it had the same. It was the same Taco the Bell. Same, it was the same yeah. crappy stuff. Taco Bell's like, we're not doing anything yeah, to yeah. relate to your culture. We're, we're just we're doing the nacho cheese fries. That's it, buddy. <laughs> um, so that's exciting. Good. I'd like to you know get a taste of the international McDonald's flair. And Deb's on board with the the waffle McFlurry. And what was the other burger? The Grand McExtreme Bacon Burger. They've got some sort of McBacon sauce on this Gouda monstrosity that's new. <laughs> will be new it's not like a mac sauce but it's kind of like a mac sauce with bacon intertwined into the chemistry of the sauce itself and who i mean two slices of gouda cheese i don't think america can handle two slices of gouda cheese on a mcdonald's burger what i'd like to see is so canadian mcdonald's some of them have poutine which is you know (laughs) basically fries and gravy and cheese i'd like to see that what is there any special items in the mexican mcdonald's longoria do you you remember what it's it's like the taco bell menu same thing? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they just bring over tacos. Yeah, they just bring over yeah. tacos. Yeah. Deb, do you, have you ever been to a, a international McDonald's? Mm, I think I've been to the one in Canada. Like, well, the one. I've been to some in Canada, but yeah. I don't remember them being any different. Yeah. yeah. I remember it might have been a limited time offer, but poutine. Poutine? Poutine? I think it's poutine. Poutine. Yes. Yeah, she's definitely she's bored on the poutine. Longoria. Okay. Hi, Longoria. No I'm sorry. Longoria's <laughs> pushing me out here. Johnny Kilbasa, we appreciate you as always. And... It's Lester all time, baby. So my follow me on Twitter and Instagram and listen to 30 podcasts in 30 days on the Sausage Hunt podcast on any pod app or johnnykilbasa.com. All things Kilbasa on johnnykilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bruh. Oh, I hung up on him. Anytime, bro. I got distracted. We'll come right back. Your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is the Mark Arab Show. Today just flew by. I'm on early tomorrow, 4 p.m., filling in for Eric Erickson, the conservative Viking. Real quick, we got to get out of here. Ramsey's in Smyrna. Ramsey, real quick, what do you have? Well, sir, I thought this might be a funny one. In eighth grade, uh, in a civics school class, 
they don't teach civics anymore. Um, our teacher uh, had polio, so she was in a wheelchair. And one of the TAs at the time, I don't know why she did it, but she was able to get the um, answers and all, and she taped the test to the back of her wheelchair. Oh, my God. That's, so that's, that's would, half genius, half evil. Yeah. So when she would roll between the um, the roads. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get how it works out. Percy's in Lawrenceville. Percy, real quick, what do you have? Man, what we used to do is um, the teacher teaches um, the high school and then go and teaches the colleges in the evening. So what happened is when they go over to the colleges, they would do all their write out all the tests and do the typing of the tests and then print out the, the uh, print out the university. And then um, whatever they, they throw in the trash can, we'll go out there and pay the custodian wow. to get the trash out and give it to us. That's we'll genius, Percy. That's amazing. <laughs> that's that's putting in more effort to cheat than it is to actually study. I appreciate that. <laughs> right? Rhonda's up next. Rhonda, real quick, what do you have? Yeah, we used to write our answers on our pencils, number two lead pencils. And you just write it and on the pencil. Yeah, and then pretend like we were digging our pencils out while the teacher was passing the test out, you know, so yeah. that they wouldn't see it, or write them on the soles of our shoes. Oh, I never thought about writing on shoes. That's interesting. Freddie's up next on the show. Freddie, real quick, what do you have? I've got the ultimate one. I had a cousin who lost his hearing to meningitis, so everybody in the town kind of learned sign language. So for decades, the kids at school cheated by signing across the room to each other. That's amazing. Good job. Let's do Star of the Show, Longoria. Take another guy's disability and, now, and turning it are into Are you guys a, ready for the Mark uh, Star of the Show? You guys all did fantastically, but Richard Elliott interviewed President Trump today. So uh, our good buddy Richard Elliott from Channel 2. If you missed that interview... It's online at WSBTV.com. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to the Mark Aram Show on the WSB Radio app and wake up tomorrow morning with said app and listen to Atlanta's Morning News starting at 4.30 a.m. 4 p.m. I'll be on tomorrow in for Eric Erickson, so make sure you join us early. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.